So, why me and why ADHD? The simplest answer to why I started this podcast and what qualifies me to talk about autism and ADHD is that I myself have them. I went through the years of misdiagnosis that many people, especially women, go through, and I want to help others where the system failed to help me for so long. Let's talk about my diagnostic process. I was a freshman in college when I got my first diagnosis, although the signs were always there that my brain functioned quite a bit different than others. My first diagnosis was bipolar 2, and while my mother will tell you a different story, this is how I recall the events of that diagnosis. I just finished my first semester at college, and I knew something was off with how I was acting. Everyone had figured I would go off the deep end once I got to college because my mom was a very overbearing and controlling woman growing up. I did, to an extent, just not the way any of us expected. I had an absolute mental breakdown. I can tell you right now it was because I had autism, and we just didn't know it. My mother, on the other hand, was dead set on the fact that I had bipolar. See, growing up, my mother had always had a pretty strict routine for me every day. My ADHD hated that, of course, but my autism thrived on it. Mom would usually come in at 6am in the morning, flip my bedroom light on while singing, Good morning, good morning, good morning, it's time to rise and shine. This whole process would ignite a rage inside of me that only a mother could. I hated how she left the light on. It would damn near send me into a meltdown every morning. I masked it, however, otherwise I was overreacting and being dramatic. Any who's it's. I would then begrudgingly get out of bed and get ready for school. When I came home from school, I would drop my things off in the house and immediately go do my chores. Again, this was one of those times when the autism and ADHD really fought each other. I hated doing my chores, to the point where it was physically painful for me to do them, because they were so boring and my executive function just wasn't there. To a neurotypical, it was easy as one, two, three. They saw my list and were like, this is easy, it's going to take us no time at all. To me and my brain, however, it was a million and one separate tasks. I had to unroll, detangle, hoses, hook them up to faucets, turn on the faucets, fill the bird bath or horse tank, then turn the water off, unhook the hoses, drag the hoses out so it could drain, blow down the hose to make sure it drained faster and there was no water in there so it wouldn't freeze, re-roll the hose back on the hook. Now, do that three separate times, and each one of those tasks for me and my brain took the same amount of energy. So by the end of it, I was exhausted. Now, I'm adopted, so my mother, of course, is one of those neurotypicals. To her and most neurotypicals, it was just me being lazy. I would come in after doing those chores, though, do my homework, eat dinner, do the dishes, and then we would usually watch a TV show, and I would go to bed around 8 p.m. I rinse and repeat that routine from kindergarten to senior year. So you can imagine my absolute autism meltdown when I went off to college and was left in charge of my own ADHD self. It was a nightmare. I wasn't given the skills growing up to know how to effectively manage either of these brain seasonings, not to mention how badly they clashed with each other. After my first semester, mom and I decided I needed to come home and see a psychiatrist. I withdrew from college, I was barely skating by anyways, and moved home. My mother set me up with a psychiatrist appointment because I wasn't really capable of doing that on my own at the time. It was very unreliable, to say the least. The issues arose when my mother took me in with this preconceived notion that I was bipolar, and that psychiatrist took it and ran. Within the first couple of sessions, I had my diagnosis, and they started me on Buspar for my anxiety and an anticonvulsant called Lamictal, which is used to treat seizures and bipolar disorder. For two years, I felt like a zombie. I was at the max doses and still had every symptom of ADHD you can think of. Somehow, I simultaneously felt like a numb shell of a human and a tornado of emotions all at the same time. 
Naturally, as one does at least once in their medication journey, no one was listening to me, so I quit all my meds cold turkey. I do not recommend this. I told my mother what I did, and she was very skeptical of my choice, but still didn't push me to stay on them. She knew I wasn't feeling like myself and also didn't like how numb I had become. I spent the next few years just trying to survive and learn as much as I could about myself until I finally went into a psychiatrist again and got my ADHD diagnosis. This was not an easy process. I knew at this point that I had ADHD, but I didn't present in your typical manner. By then, I would really learned how to mask it to fit in. So, when I went in for my diagnosis, I lied. I had so much anxiety at that point that I remember thinking during one of her questions, if I don't lie, they won't believe me. She was testing my memory and had said someone with ADHD wouldn't be able to remember all of these and then listed like three random things in between bits of conversation and at the end asked me to tell her what they were. I remembered all of them because I was so hyper-focused on remembering them that I wasn't paying attention to any part of the conversation. Ask me what any part of that appointment was about outside of those three things, I couldn't tell you. But I felt the need to lie about remembering them because I was terrified they wouldn't believe me if I didn't. I got my diagnosis, and then I got my medication. Adderall. Most of you at this point are probably cheering for me, excited for me to finally have a bit of normalcy in my life. I regret to inform you this isn't that moment for me. I was now in my sophomore year of college at this point and was working overnights at a nursing home. I distinctly remember the first night I went into work on my new medication. It was the first day and I was so excited. Things didn't go quite as planned though. Towards the end of the shift, around 4am when I was coming down from my meds, I crashed hard. I fell asleep and it took them about 15 minutes to get me to wake up. When they finally got me to wake up, I woke up swinging. Damn near hit my charge nurse right in the face. I got reprimanded for that one because I hadn't let them know that I'd started a new medication. Needless to say, this was the first and last time I took Adderall. It didn't help me. I cried for days after this and questioned whether I truly had ADHD or not. This medication was supposed to be the holy grail and it wasn't. Why? I gave up hope and once again went without medication for a while until I got so depressed and anxious that I went to a general practitioner to get put on antidepressants. First thing they prescribed me was Welbutrin. Once again, a horrible reaction. That was the first time in my life that I had actually had suicidal thoughts. I quit taking them and didn't bother going back to try anything else. The next few years, I spent down a holistic hippie rabbit hole. Got into crystals, essential oils, breath work, and energy work. These things helped with a lot of my trauma that I had growing up, but not my ADHD. Finally, two years ago, now, I met my partner. We will call him D. He encouraged me to go back and see a doctor about getting on medication, as I was struggling really bad with my depression and anxiety. I found a godsend of a doctor to work with right off the bat. We trialed and aired so many different medications. She had me take the gene blood test, and for anyone out there who is struggling to find the right medication, I highly recommend asking your doctor for this test. It is about $250 and not always covered under insurance, but if you can afford it, do it. It tells you how you metabolize medication and what medication will work or won't work for your body at that time. As you can imagine, Adderall was an absolute no for me, as was every other medication that we had tried up until this point. I only had four options to choose from for antidepressants, and of those four, the second option was the one. Now, my doctor wanted to get me antidepressants to get my depression under control first and then focus on my anxiety and ADHD. I agreed, but kept pushing to get put on medication for ADHD. She wasn't comfortable putting me on medication for ADHD herself, so she referred me to a psychiatrist. I got put on 
a non-stimulant Stratera, and within three weeks, my anxiety was half of what it had been, and within six weeks, it was almost gone. Some of you may be asking why I feel the need to talk about all of this, and the answer is because even when I had my diagnosis, doctors pushed to explore any and every other avenue of medication before giving me something to treat my ADHD. I fought for the right diagnosis and the right medication for over 10 years before I got it. Over those 10 years, I have found some amazing ways to help myself manage my ADHD, but it shouldn't be like this for women. I watched many of my male friends get diagnosed and treated right and left in college, but not me. So I hope telling my story will help others out there feel less alone. I hear you, I see you, and I'm here to listen and to help in every way I can. 